Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now our story continues. It was the day following Kit Calvert's attack of hysteria when her screams had aroused the whole corridor of the prison. Now in the prison hospital, the sedative administered by Dr. Whitney had worn off, and the young woman had opened her eyes to find the doctor sitting beside her. Good morning, Kit. Dr. Whitney, where am I? It's all right, you're in the hospital. Don't you remember coming here? No, no, what happened? Why am I here? Nothing to worry about. You became upset last night, and to quiet you, I gave you a sleeping powder. And we kept you here for the night. Oh, sleeping powder? Yes, I remember not being able to sleep. I wanted to, but I couldn't. Was I... What did I do? You were screaming. Screaming? It's all right, now don't be alarmed. It often happens. But, Dr. Whitney, was I out of my head? I don't think so. You were just emotionally upset. You probably just dropped off to sleep and were dreaming. Didn't realize where you were. Don't you remember anything about it? I remember thinking I had to get out. Then someone seemed to be holding me, trying to keep me from leaving. That was your roommate, Mickey Gray. She was trying to get you to be quiet. Oh, then I must have been causing a great deal of commotion. Now, don't worry about it, Kit. Oh, I thought I was cured. But it was all over. But if I behave like this, Quite normal, kid. It's like, well, if someone was suffering from a fever, if the fever is broken, the patient will run a temperature from time to time, but that doesn't mean that the fever is returned. It's the same with you. You are a very sick girl. Now, even though you're cured, there will be times when you may become very upset emotionally. Oh, it, it was just like those times in the sanitarium. I'd go along all right, and then I'd have a relapse. I suppose this No, means... no, no, it doesn't, kid. Now, you mustn't think such things. Just try to rest and forget it. If you could sleep, that would be best. Perhaps I'd better leave you now, and you can no, get... No, Dr. Whitney, don't leave. Can't we talk a minute? I think it might help. Of course. I'll stay if it'll make you feel better. But do try to forget last night. Just close your eyes and relax. It's only a case of nerves, Kit. Here, let me hold your hand. I'll rub your arm. Now, close your eyes. Relax. That's right. Doctor... Are you sure that last night meant nothing? I don't like being humored like a child. Dr. Larrabee always talked quite frankly with me, and I think you should, too. Yes, I suppose you're right. You're too intelligent for me to try to dismiss last night as though it had no significance at all. Although I'm sure it wasn't serious. But wouldn't it be better to wait until you've had more time to rest and to calm down? I'm all right now. 
I'd feel better knowing than to have to lie here wondering about it. Well, then, let's go back over yesterday. Now, just tell me in detail what you did, how you felt. When you woke up yesterday morning, were you conscious of anything unusual? Well, I remember feeling a little tired. I dreaded going to work in the laundry, but that wasn't unusual. And do you feel that the work in the laundry is too heavy for you? No. No, I like it because it makes me tired. I feel that I can sleep better. Had you slept well? I'd awakened rather early. I imagine I was excited about Uncle David's coming. Oh, your uncle was here yesterday? Yes. I'd looked forward to his visit. But then when I realized that the day had come, knew that he would be leaving me afterward, going back to Wakefield, I remember being depressed about seeing him. I tried not to be. He's been so good to me, I didn't want to spoil our visit, but I couldn't get rid of the feeling. That was only association of ideas. It was an experience that you probably had after other visits. Yes. It always has been difficult to return to my room after seeing a visitor. I feel that way after coming to your office, too, Doctor. Well, not to such a degree, though, since I know that I'll be seeing you again in a day or so. I wish it were possible to see you more often. If I could only see you every day. Just knowing that would, would make being here so much easier. Do you know that that is quite impossible, kid? Yes, I know it is. Was there anything else? I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, during Mr. Bowman's visit, did he say anything that might have disturbed you? What did you talk about? He told me that he'd been to see Colonel Pearson and that he'd talked with Mrs. Emerson. They gave him a report on my case. Did he intimate that it wasn't favorable? No, no, quite the contrary. They both seemed to feel that I had cooperated very well. My conduct was good, and well, they seemed pleased about my wanting to instruct the class. Good. Uncle David told me that he felt Colonel Pearson had been influenced a great deal by your opinion, Doctor. Well, if he has been, I'm very glad, because it proves that my faith in you was justified. You do still have faith in me, Doctor? Even after last night? What happened last night was nothing to be worried about, Kit. I'm not so sure. You seem to be worried, Doctor. Trying to find a reason for it. I'm trying to find the reason so that I can minimize its importance to you. I want you to see yourself that there's no indication of anything really serious. Now, aside from this normal depression that we spoke of, your uncle said nothing that disturbed you. Did he mention anything about the possibility of a parole? Yes. He seemed very hopeful about that. Colonel Pearson thought it would be only a short time until we could ask for a special hearing. Thought very probably that parole would be granted. Yes, I'm quite hopeful about that, too. Do you have any fear about it yourself? I mean, is the possibility that the petition for parole won't be granted? Are you afraid of that? No. I'm not afraid it won't be granted. If I have any fear connected with the parole, it's for afterward. After I'm out. But I don't understand. The thing we both hoped for, worked for, your fear that the confinement here would retard your recovery, the frustration you felt in wanting to help others make amends, that I can understand, but... I know, Doctor, I'm... I'm being very inconsistent. But ironic as it may seem, there is a feeling of security here. In a way, I dread getting out. When Uncle David told me that I would be back in Wakefield with him, I... Well, I think that's what made me realize it. But you like your Uncle David. I should think that the thought of having someone like him to go to, being in his home with him, would be very consoling. But, Doctor, Wakefield is a very small town. I know everyone. I'll see everyone. If I go for a walk, for a drive, if I go shopping anywhere, there's always a possibility that I'll run into him. 
Who? My father, Doctor. Seeing my father, the thought of it terrifies me. I've always been afraid of him. He's always dominated me. Suppose the old fear of him returns. It was that fear that made me ill in the first place. What if it should return? Kid, is this something that you've thought about a great deal? Yes, Doctor. I've never gotten over it. I've tried, but I can't. Now I think it's an obsession. I don't know how I'll get over it unless I can actually see my father. Realize that I'm not afraid anymore. Do you think that might do it? Kid, why haven't you said something before? You you shouldn't keep things like this from me. I suppose it's because I know how hopeless it is. My father would never come to see me. He hates me. He wants me here. I can't believe that your father feels as strongly against you as you imagine. Whether he does or not, he is your father and has a father's obligation. You don't know my father. No, I don't. But I will. I'll go to see him myself. Make him realize that it's necessary for you to see him. Then you do feel it would help? Not only would it help, it's essential that you see him. If you're ever going to overcome this fear, you'll have to meet it. Face it. But what if my father won't listen to you? How could you ever persuade him to come to me? He'll come to see you. Because I'll go to Wakefield and talk to him. And don't worry. He'll listen to me. But can you be so sure, Dr. Whitney, that Ben Calvert will listen to you? And if he doesn't, will Kit's fear of her father continue? But I wonder, is Kit's fear of her father real? Doesn't she know that Ben will never consent to come to Three Falls? And doesn't she hope that when you find that out, Dr. Whitney, the only way she can see Ben Calvert is for her to go to Wakefield? Wakefield, where she will see not her father, but Randy Lane. <laughs> 